Hello and welcome to another episode of Cracking Addiction. My name is Philippin Naren and we are privileged today to have with us as a special guest, Dr. Colin Mendelson. The episode of Cracking Addiction today will be talking about vaping and Dr. Mendelson is one of Australia's foremost experts on vaping. For a bit more introduction on Dr. Mendelson, Dr. Mendelson was a general practitioner for 27 years with a special focus on smoking and now works exclusively in tobacco treatment in Sydney, helping smokers to quit. He was the founding chairman of the Australian Tobacco Harm Reduction Association, a health promotion charity established by doctors to raise awareness of safer alternatives to smoking. He has been a strong advocate for wider access to nicotine vaping in Australia. He is a member of the committee that develops the RACGP's National Smoking Cessation Guidelines and was a conjoint associate professor in the School of Public Health and Community Medicine at the University of New South Wales, Sydney. He is currently an investigator on a current government-funded trial on vaping nicotine. He has written many peer-reviewed articles on smoking and vaping in scientific journals and has conducted hundreds of lectures, workshops and seminars for health professionals on smoking and vaping. He is also the author of the book Stop Smoking, Start Vaping, which outlines the evidence for vaping and is a step-by-step guide on how a smoker can switch to vaping. He has never received funding from e-cigarettes or tobacco companies. So, Colin, welcome to the program, and to start us off, can you please tell us about the scale and scope of the tobacco-related harms we should be aware of? Right, yes, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Look, we often think we've dealt with smoking uh, in Australia. We have been quite successful, but still one in seven Australians smoke. That's adults. And the smoking rates are even far higher amongst people with uh, substance use, people with mental illness, um, people who are in lower socioeconomic groups individ- and Indigenous people. So it's still a big problem. It's still the leading preventable cause of death uh, in Australia. Uh, and it kills up to two in three long-term users and they lose on average 10 years of life. So that's, that's a huge problem. It's the leading cause of cancer, in, cancer deaths in Australia. It's the leading risk factor for heart attacks. Uh, it's the main cause of COPD. But it also causes a whole range of other problems, macular degeneration, osteoporosis, Crohn's disease. Uh, it affects just about every part of the body. Um, and even light smoking is very harmful. Even one cigarette a day, we now know, is causes um, the same level of cardiovascular risk as half a pack of the cigarettes. So the risk from even a small amount of smoking rises very quickly. But the good news is that it's never too late to quit. So quitting at any age gives significant improvements. After three to five years for heavy smokers, their excess risk of a heart attack, for example, falls by 75%. After 10 years, the risk of lung cancer falls by about 50%. Um, and if smokers quit by the age of 35, they actually undo all the harm that they've done and they have a normal life expectancy. And for every year you smoke after 35, you actually statistically lose three months of life. 
So quitting by 35 is certainly a priority. Wow, that's a great deal of information. And it's just so fascinating how reversible some of the harmful effects of smoking are if we can reverse that pattern and quit at at Mm. a young age. Which brings Mm. me to the second question I was going to ask you. What is vaping and who is it for? Yeah, look, vaping nicotine is unique as a quitting aid in that it delivers the nicotine that smokers are addicted to um, and it provides the familiar hand-to-mouth social uh, rituals, the sensations and uh, other aspects of smoking. So these devices heat a liquid into a vapour uh, which is inhaled and exhale, exhaled as a, as a visible mist. So it it replicates the whole hand-to-mouth ritual, the whole experience of smoking. Um, and in Australia, it's, it's approved as a second-line uh, quitting method. So, uh, and it is a, a very appealing method. It's actually the most popular quitting aid in Australia where our restrictions are very harsh. It's a form of tobacco harm reduction. So that's based on the principle that what kills people is the tar and carbon monoxide and the other poisons from burning tobacco leaf, uh, not the nicotine. So smokers need the nicotine and we, we're giving it to them with vaping in a clean delivery system. So they get the drug that they need, but without all the poisons. So the aim is to reduce harm, not to eliminate it, but to reduce it and uh, cut out all those those nasty toxic chemicals that cause most of the problems. Of course, the best option is always to stop smoking and vaping altogether if you can. But the reality is that many smokers can't quit. And for those smokers who would continue to smoke, vaping is um, a much less harmful alternative. Absolutely. So why should practitioners consider vaping when there are other approved and safe treatments on the market, such as nicotine replacement therapy, mm. varenicline or bupropion? Mm. Yeah. Look, I think practitioners would be very aware that the quitting rates from these products are very low. Uh, and it's very frustrating treating smokers. We're all, we're all very aware of that, um, the difficulty we have, even with the best possible care. And most smokers have tried repeatedly to fail. They've tried all these products, uh, often repeatedly. And, you know, they try once a year, once every couple of years and often get nowhere. There was a meta-analysis recently of all the randomized controlled trials on medications. And they found that after 12 months, the successful quit rate was 8%. And at four years, it was 6%. So 94% of of patients going through a randomized controlled trial were were still smoking and of course in the real world it's likely to be much less than that so we need other options clearly what we're doing isn't working Uh, people are continuing to smoke we need other options to be able to help them could you speak to us about nicotine and the myths and benefits of nicotine Mm. yeah it's it's been a long-term problem. There are widespread misperceptions about nicotine amongst patients, but also amongst health professionals. Surveys of doctors have shown that we, they're very misinformed about nicotine. Nicotine is a toxic poison in high concentrations, but in the, the doses used in smoking and in vaping, it's actually relatively benign. So 
the Royal College of Physicians, for example, in the UK says the use of nicotine alone in the doses used by smokers represents little, if any, hazard to the user. So that's one organisation, but that's widely accepted now that nicotine in itself is relatively benign. Um, almost all the harm from smoking we, we now know is due to burning tobacco leaf and the 7,000 toxins and carcinogens that are generated by that, um, not the nicotine. Nicotine doesn't cause cancer. It doesn't cause lung disease. It has only a minor role in cardiovascular disease. It's been shown in uh, pregnancy to have um, effects, harmful effects on, on, on rodents, uh, but there's no evidence of any harm in humans. In fact, there are lots of positive benefits from nicotine. Um, we know that it improves concentration and memory um, and fine motor skills. It releases the pleasure hormone dopamine, makes people feel good, which is important. Um, it has a temporary calming effect and improves mood. Uh, it improves cognition in people with schizophrenia who have a cognitive deficit. Uh, and it improves a range of medical conditions, uh, ADHD, Parkinson's disease, ulcerative colitis, and it increases the pain threshold. So it actually has a lot of benefits as well. And another one, of course, is to control weight, help to keep weight, weight levels down. So yes, it's, it's relatively benign. It actually has positive benefits. Of course, it's addictive though. Is vaping legal in Australia and how is it regulated? Yeah, it's, look, it's legal to possess, use or import nicotine liquid for vaping if you have a prescription. Uh, and that's a prescription from a registered Australian medical practitioner. If you don't have a prescription, there are substantial fines and even jail terms uh, for people who are in possession of, of nicotine. Um, it's regulated under state law as a tobacco product. So that means it can't be sold to kids under 18. Uh, it can't be used. You can't vape in smoke-free areas. You can't vape in cars when there are kids under the age of 16. But it is legal to, to, to use uh, in the right places if you have a nicotine prescription. Most of the doctors and healthcare practitioners I see are very concerned about the safety surrounding vaping. Mm. So what can you tell us, Colin, yeah. about the evidence for the safety of vaping? Yeah, look, again, there's a lot of misinformation. The research has shown that doctors' knowledge of vaping is mostly from the media. Uh, the media uh, particularly um, writes alarming and sensationalist stories that are mostly about the negative aspects of, of vaping. You rarely see good news, and there's been a lot of good news about vaping. Um, so most people incorrectly believe that it's actually as harmful as smoking or, or um, more harmful. Um, it's not risk-free, but there's overwhelming scientific evidence that it's far safer than smoking. I mean, that is the bottom line. And that's not surprising. If you look at the toxicology of smoke and vapour, the vast majority of toxins in smoke are not present in vapour. And those that are there are mostly less than 1% of what they are in smoke. So it's just to be expected that the, the risk reduction would be dramatic. Uh, again, the United Kingdom uh, Royal College of Physicians concluded that, and I'll just quote, by, quote from them, it, although it's not possible 
to precisely quantify the long-term health risks associated with e-cigarettes. The available data suggests they're unlikely to exceed 5% of those associated with smoked tobacco and may well be substantially lower than that figure. So that, that's kind of a ballpark of where the sort of level of risk uh, in, in this comparison. The cancer risk from vaping has been estimated to be less than 200th of the risk of smoking because most of the carcinogens aren't present. Um, there's no evidence that vaping causes, uh, causes heart disease. In fact, there's growing evidence that it reduces the risk of heart disease. It improves blood pressure and other parameters. And people who switch to vaping, uh, there are many studies now showing significant improvements in their health, improvements in asthma, emphysema, blood pressure, uh, improved lung function, respiratory symptoms, um, and uh, reduced respiratory infections. So, and, and people just feel better. They have more energy, they, they, they have this cough, and they, they can exercise better. Um, so, you know, smokers will certainly tell you that, that, that they see, that they feel better from, from vaping. And, and bystanders also uh, are far less affected. There's no evidence of harm to bystanders so far from, from vaping, unlike secondhand smoke. Uh, and there's never been a case of, uh, there's never been a case of death from vaping nicotine uh, so far. Uh, and 8 million people die from smoking every year. So I think that puts it into perspective. That's a great deal of information that you've provided for us, Colin, and that really, I guess, puts my mind at, at ease with regards to safety. But I guess the, the second question that follows on from safety is about efficacy. What is the evidence mm -hmm. for the effectiveness of vaping as a quitting aid? Yeah, look, there's been um, randomised trial, control trials, uh, and of course we always want more, but so far they provide moderate evidence that vaping is uh, more effective than nicotine replacement. So the most recent Cochrane review concluded there was moderate certainty evidence that quit rates were higher in people randomised to vaping compared to nicotine replacement therapy with a risk ratio of 1.53, so 50% higher than the NRT. And that's supported by other meta-analyses. There have been others that have shown similar similar levels of uh, benefit compared to NRT. Um, the modern vaping devices are significantly more effective than the cigalites, which were included in those earlier trials. Um, a study published recently, a randomised control, control, uh, controlled trial, found that uh, smokers unable to to quit using conventional methods who tried vaping were six times more likely than people who did not try vaping. And that's using a modern device. So I think that's a fact we have to take into account. There was a network meta-analysis recently uh, in the UK where they looked at 171 randomized controlled trials of all uh, smoking cessation medications. And they found that the single most effective uh, monotherapy for smoking cessation was vaping. And that was followed by varenicline and NRT. Um, and the other very important thing is, that, I mean, that's the randomised control trials, and that tells us about causation, that, that yes, vaping is having this effect. But the evidence from the randomised control trials is supported by uh, a lot of other evidence. So evidence from observational studies, 
population studies, uh, the declining smoking rates in countries where uh, vaping is freely available. All that evidence, when you combine it or you triangulate it, as it's called, gives us much more confidence that vaping is an effective quitting aid. And, and we can't ignore that, that part of the evidence. And it's consistent with the fact that smoking rates are falling much faster in countries where nicotine vaping is freely available, like in the UK and the US. They've got unprecedented declines in uh, adult smoking and youth smoking rates since uh, vaping became available, uh, compared to the very flat decline in, in smoking in Australia in recent years. Thank you for that, Colin. And you've provided us with a lot of information on the episode of Cracking Addiction today. We've talked about the harms associated with tobacco use, how vaping is mm-hmm. a legitimate alternative to the standard smoking cessation interventions. And you've also talked to us mm-hmm. about the safety and efficacy of vaping. So it's been an episode of Cracking Addiction with a lot of information. Thank you to our listeners and viewers for your attention and Bye for now.